Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, you're listening to the Five Minute Talk Show with Phil Iazetta. We're bringing you today's best comedy and entertainment personalities. Now, your host, Phil Iazetta. Joining us on the Five Minute Talk Show hotline is a gentleman who wrote a book I think you're all going to want to check out. His name is Matt Balaker. The name of the book, Greg Giraldo, A Comedian Story. Now, Matt, first things first, Greg, in my opinion, one of the best comedians I've ever seen live. Fast, brilliant, I mean, and just such a dynamic character outside, off stage. I mean, his personal life, just a brilliant guy. What was your motivation for writing this? Because I, I mean, I would write a book on Greg immediately, but I can't even make breakfast by myself. So there, that's my <laughs> stick to it. Of this. So what was your motivation? Um, at, the, at the time, it was wanting to learn more about him. I was kind of stuck at a, a desk job and I was on a break and I went on Amazon and uh, Greg had been someone I always wanted to learn more about. And, and I searched Greg Giraldo book and there wasn't any. So that was my light bulb moment. And that was when I was like, oh, maybe I should be the one to do this. So now actually thinking about, now you were at a desk job. What was your background in comedy? I mean, because, you know, I, I admire dozens of people in sports and medicine, but, you know, I'm not going to have the passion to go out and write a book about it. What was your background <laughs> and, and why comedy and why Greg? I mean, you, just seeing someone on YouTube, that's a heck of a commitment. Right, right. Well, um, I had been performing as a stand-up from uh, since about 2003, and at the time I needed a, a desk job because my wife was pregnant with our with our second, so I had to stop doing as much stand-up, at least professionally. Um, and you know, not every stand-up uh, makes seven figures. I, I don't know if many people in the uh, the audience are aware of that, but um, I ran shows. I was a huge comedy geek, you know, still am. But it was a tough crowd um, where I really started following Greg and. Um, after he passed, he was the first celebrity. Uh, and I was, I was in Westwood at the time or, you know, West LA area. And so when, when Michael Jackson died or Princess Diana or whomever, um, there was always this big outpouring of, of grief. And I never understood it. I was kind of a punk. I was like, well, they weren't friends with him. They didn't know that person personally. And then when someone I looked up to passed away, I started bawling like an infant. Um, so I, I, for whatever reason, he, he was the guy I followed and someone I, I always want to learn more about. Matt Balaker, the voice you're listening to, uh, Greg Giraldo, a comedian story, the book that I think you should check out because when I was reading about the book, Matt, I, I was blown away at some of the stuff. See, I, I got to know Greg early on in my career mm -hmm. on radio when I was back at Sirius. Uh, you know, I helped start a channel called Raw Dog back on Sirius Satellite Radio, which is still going on today. Great channel. Congratulations. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, but, uh, you know, I've long since left that place. And I just remember meeting Greg going to the clubs at the time when Greg was really, in my opinion, peaking. I mean, that 2003, 2004, 2006 period, he was really starting to gain popularity because he was, you know, people like you were seeing him on Tough Crowd. But, you know, I was following Greg early on and I was amazed at how smart he was. Did you ever have the chance to have a discussion with Greg or was it something that you just admired him from afar? As a comic, did you have a chance to ever work with him? Uh, I met Greg a couple times, one at the Melrose Improv and then another time when I, 
I bought his DVD at the Irvine Improv. And so our exchanges were very brief. However, um, I ran a show for six years in Los Angeles, and many of the performers there had worked with Greg. In fact, one of them, uh, who was, was pretty new, mentioned that he was doing a set. I think it was at the Melrose Improv. And Greg chatted with him afterwards and offered like feedback in, in, a, in a very nice, non-condescending way. And I was just really blown away by that because this guy was super excited that, you know, one of his idols uh, was was so willing to help. And so although I didn't know him personally, uh, many people I've worked with in stand-up worked with him and were, were you know, blown away by uh, how caring and how gracious he was to others. Boy, you know, it is so good to hear you say that, Matt, because I had the chance, I was lucky enough to get to know him personally, and you just, you hit it right on the head. He was that type of guy, and when you watch him on Tough Crowd or you watch him on The Roast, it's the polar opposite of what you would think. You know, the <laughs> the comment that he made about Larry the Cable Guy, because I got to know uh, Dan as well, Larry the Cable Guy, a.k.a. Dan Whitney, as everyone knows in the comedy uh-huh. circles. And, you know, it was such a mean joke, but it was so funny and so honest. And, you know, that was the thing about Greg. He was so smart, so helpful to those in the community. A lot of people, I think, nowadays don't understand how someone at that level could be so gracious. And I'm so happy you said that. And and your experience writing the book, I see that you spoke to a lot of comics Give me some of the names, because I know the relationship he had with Jeff Ross. I don't know if Jeff was involved with this book, because I haven't had a chance to read it yet. But is there something dedicated that Jeff talks about, Greg? Because I know their relationship was so special. Yeah, um, although Jeff was not interviewed for the book, uh, we we did meet a couple times. In fact, he was cool enough to have me on his show uh, pretty recently. So uh, so Jeff Ross is a, is a great human being. Um, but although he he wasn't interviewed for this, he's he's since uh, he, he did a roast of Greg. That was, that was actually a pretty moving tribute to him uh, a couple weeks ago on his podcast. But um, obviously Colin Quinn, we interviewed, he did the, he did the foreword, but uh, Greg and Jim Gaffigan kind of came up together and they were very close. And uh, Gaffigan has some interesting stories about how uh, Greg wanted to be sort of like Brian Regan, which in many ways, that's kind of the style that Gaffigan has become. I mean, Gaffigan certainly created his own niche unquestionably, but uh, Gaffin again sort of looked up to David Tell, and so it was interesting to see how their their paths crossed, but um, Ted Alexandro we interviewed, Judy Gold, uh, Jessica Curson had some wonderful, uh, not only just sweet things, but also th- they both struggle with addiction, and she, she kind of opened the door to that world in a way that uh, I think was very moving and very beautiful. You talk about some beautiful people there. Jessica Curson, one of them. I, I, and now I got to go out and get this book. I have to order it now and have it FedExed <laughs> to me overnight. Because let me tell you, this thing, the names you named, it was such a small community back in New York City. And every day I'm so blessed that I was a part of it and had just an outside role. You mentioned Jim Gaffigan. I just saw him two days ago. He was out here in Las Vegas. Ted Alexandro uh-huh. was opening for him. So Matt, you understand <laughs> it's a family and, and to hear those stories of Greg and, and, and Jim, and, you know, even Brian Regan, he was part of that crew. I mean, those guys came up together, Jim Norton, Patrice O'Neill, Bobby Kelly, all of those guys were so close that it was like a family and you talk about being saddened and you talk about the fans being saddened. You could just imagine how, 
the people who actually got to meet him and had him impact us. I remember he did my radio show once, Matt, back in the day. And I have uh-huh. this problem when I'm in studio. I sweat profusely. Greg started <laughs> laughing during the first commercial break and he turned to me and he's like, man, I don't mean to blow you up. you know." And he had just such a great way of being honest and truthful. He was like, but your armpits are disgusting. And I started laughing and I was like, I know. You're right. And he lifted his arms and he's like, why do you think I always wear black all the time? He's like, we're animals. He's like, just start wearing black. He's like, I can't control it either. And it was just one of those things that it was a bonding moment, but it was one of those things he meant to be helpful. It was hilarious. And people, it's just a crime that he's not around today because Matt, with everything going on in politics and the world, could you imagine the material Greg would have these days? Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! And and, and I'm I'm glad you brought that point up, Phil, because um, you know through through working on this book, we we have a, a Twitter handle called at uh, Greg Geraldo book, and that, that was kind of a shameless plug. But one interesting thing is those that follow it, it's you know I haven't done any scientific research, but it's pretty balanced in terms of their like political leanings or or lack thereof, and. I, I just missed that. And, and Greg was a guy who people from the far left to the far right and, and everywhere in between and every other direction um, found something they liked about him. And so it's as, as a researcher and an author, it's been such a blessing to interview all these people from different walks of life who are fans of his and, and just really appreciated how he could unify and, and, and make fun of them, but not do so in, in a condescending way. And uh, I mean, there's, there's enough room for all types of comedy, but that's an element of comedy that I wish we had more of today. Uh, and, you know, it, it, I don't want to overstep my bounds here, but I mean, Greg is one of those guys that I felt could have grown into that George Carlin role because he was so smart. He had that unique gift. When he did talk politics, it was equal because you know what? It's bad on both sides. It's bad all <laughs> over the place. Everything is Neither side has a monopoly on stupidity. That's, it, that's for sure. Yeah. Exactly. And you know what? I, I think it was a different time. And that's why I am so so happy you wrote this book and you're getting it out there because people need to read from all these all these different brilliant comics from all different aspects of life socioeconomic backgrounds you know economic backgrounds whatever it was we all share the one thing and that's laughter and you know if we could just laugh at each other the world would be a better place now matt best part of you doing this book so far you mentioned jeff ross that to me would be an honor having him talk about his greg geraldo stories what else should we know about your experience in putting this out there well two twofold one is i got i interviewed marianne who was greg's wife for almost 10 years and that was eye-opening because she was one of the first people I interviewed and it showed me a whole different side of of the loss you know I kind of felt like a jerk because here I am missing out on his comedy meanwhile she's doing a wonderful job raising three children and you know it it, it puts uh, this human aspect on it that I I was really excited about I mean I don't know if excited is the right word but it was um it was very powerful and then on, on a more kind of personal and and selfish and maybe excited level is uh, next month I'm going to meet, uh, I'm going to do the podcast with um, Noam Dorman at the comedy oh, cellar. And, yes. and I love the cellar. I, I lived in New York briefly in the early two thousands. I have some family out there. And so to be able to kind of converse with these people and I, I'm a West coast guy, 
but I love East Coast comedy. And so I'm, you know, to be able to hang out there and talk Geraldo and comedy, uh, it's, it's kind of a dream come true. Well, let me tell you, to be able to talk to Gnome, he, that a lot of people who don't know, the comedy seller, in my opinion, still to this day, one of the greatest places to see comedy. They just do it differently there. It's a showcase-style show. Every night, you never know what can happen. It, it, it's just, it, to me, it's the way comedy should be, Matt. And, and just give Gnome a big hug, because without that guy, it, I mean, a lot of those guys back at the cellar, SD2, we would never have gotten a chance to know Greg and see Greg and some of the exchanges between Greg and Norton and Patrice were just brilliant. And I consider that one of the best times of my life being at the cellar and having the opportunity to witness this. And I just want to say thank you once again for making this book happen because this generation of comedians need to read about Greg. And, you know, I can't believe it's what September 10 years it'll be. Can you believe that? Yeah, and, and well, nine, I guess. He, he died in two, 2010, but yeah, it's uh, it feels like yesterday. <laughs> it's it's just, wow, time goes by very quickly. Get out there if you can, whichever coast you're at, because there's a comedy cellar now in Vegas. People need to go to the cellar, experience it, and support live comedy. That's the moral of this story, because if a guy like Greg Giraldo would have felt all this love before he passed, maybe a lot of that stuff that happened before the stress factory wouldn't have happened. And, you know, we're, we're losing comedians at a rapid pace every year. We just lost, lost Brody Stevens. I, I mean, Matt, we can't have this happen. So hopefully your book will help. I hope so. And that beautifully put. Well, I, I hope so, because I just jumbled that up, I thought. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Matt Belacker, thank you so much for taking the time. And hopefully you'll get a chance to come out here to the West Coast. Maybe the Vegas seller people would love to have you out here. Maybe we could do a tribute to Greg out here. I would love to. I'd love, that'd, be, that'd be fantastic, Phil. Well, if you made the book happen, you can make that happen. <laughs> Matt, thank you so much for the time. Again, Greg Giraldo, A Comedian Story. On Twitter, it's at Giraldo Book or at the Giraldo Book? At Greg Giraldo Book. It's the same for Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. And best way to get the book, Amazon, I see, correct? That, that's the best and fastest, yes. Matt, thank you so much for the time. We'll talk to you soon. My pleasure. Thanks, Phil. Take care. You've been listening to the 5-Minute Talk Show. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and keep listening at 5MinuteTalkShow.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.